0: So, this is the triumphant return of Desperate for Content. Very I had to uh, look up the name earlier, I completely forgot what we called our podcast. But how many episodes <laughs> did we have previously? Was it two or three? We, we only had like two, I yeah, think. I think two. we
1: had a third one somewhere, didn't we? Did we do a third one? I uh,
0: no, I think you moved to another country to avoid oh, doing yeah, the true. third one.
1: That kind so, of, you know, put a spanner
0: in the works in it a little bit. Yeah, you've, You basically we could have been... Uh, rich by now, we could add all the, the generic uh podcast sponsors like um the Mattress one. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, Manscape, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. I could do a good manscape <laughs> So I, I would ideally love for you to reimburse me for all those checks that I've missed out on. Because we obviously Mailchimp. would have exploded. <laughs> no but a lot a lot has uh, a lot has happened since since last we uh, yeah. did a podcast. I was going to say since last we spoke is <laughs> if yeah, we never we <laughs> so, we well, not actually
1: talked to each other at all between the last podcast and this one. No. Just to make it a bit more interesting. Well, I think that's because we can't actually stand each other in real life, so that's true. <sighs> God damn it. I mean, what is real life anymore?
0: <laughs> we are all segregated into <laughs> yeah. our own homes. So, what I want to ask first of all is how has life been not being in England?
1: All right, to be honest with you, mate. All right. Um, as you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not against living in England again. Yeah. I'm just I'm enjoying being out of it for a bit, if that makes any sense. Like, yes. I don't I don't hate it, but I don't particularly like it right now. But um no, it's all right, yeah. It's very different. Um in case you guys don't know, I live in or oh, I live no one knows. I live in Amsterdam right now. Yeah. Um I moved to the Netherlands. It's um yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice here, but it is expensive. That's the only issue, I think. I think the 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 fact that it's very expensive, and it's also for me and my sort of like interests and stuff. It's not that great. Yeah, it's like it's a very party city. If you know what I mean? Like it's very like there's a lot of techno and all that kind of shit, which is fine, you know. And like a lot of tourist shit in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty nice place to live. Just pricey, man. Very very pricey. So you're not going out every night, triple dropping E's and just going absolutely radio rent. I, I wish I've not got the money for it. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like that the uh, I'm not gonna lie, like the center of Amsterdam, I, I don't like it. It's it's I think it's one of those weird things where I feel like a bit of a snob for saying it, but yeah. it's a it's a tourist trap, 100. percent like, you go there and it's all just, like, these English-speaking restaurants, like, burger restaurants, like, fucking Mackey's, and, you know, people trying to get English people to go to their clubs. Like, it's not, okay. it, it's no different to, like, going to Benidorm or something in that sense. Yeah. I've never, I don't think, other than, like,
0: Disneyland, obviously, but that's an English-speaking country. I've never really been anywhere where it's, like, tailored to English people. <laughs> you said Disneyland's an English-speaking country? Yeah. <laughs> You know. yeah, one of the actually it's multiple <laughs> English speaking countries if you count Epcot as a microcosm of a different <laughs> planet but um Epcot. but no like I've always been to places that like either already spoke English or they just don't care like um over the past year I've been to Paris a few times and they don't care if you're English they're just like uh we're just gonna drive motorbikes in every which direction fend Fair. for yourself um yeah
1: i mean like the um that's kind of one of the advantages of living here is that everybody does speak english pretty much um and that's how it should be brexit (laughs) (laughs) but it's not like it's not the kind of thing that ever bothered me because i lived in germany for a while and you know like even though a lot of people in hamburg did speak english a lot of people didn't it was never something that bothered me i i enjoyed it i enjoy like immersing myself in that but um no it, it is a nice place to live i would say it's just a bit it's a bit boring if you're not into like you know Parties and tourist stuff. To be honest with you,
0: mm-hmm. well, it's, uh, I, it's I, a I nice think, place.
1: I, I don't think I'd enjoy it though, because I
0: like obviously one of the big pulls of Amsterdam <laughs> is uh, drinking cans of weed or whatever the kids do. And um, I notoriously don't drink and I don't do drugs because I live a, a pure life. I'm fully kidding. My diet is terrible. <laughs> I am um,
1: my health is on a steady decline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the that's kind of the. The problem with the sort of tourist side of it, I'm not going to go into a full sort of like you know serious tourist rant. Um, now that I'm clearly a citizen of the Netherlands after being here yeah. for one year, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the uh, like I'm I'm all, I'm all for it. Like I'm I'm very like liberal person. I'm all about like you know like people smoking weed, go for it, dude, all about it. Um, but the fact that that is a tourist sort of it is idolized as that by a lot of yeah. british tourists especially you know so there's a lot of people who come and then the city center is a bit of a state um you walk around it's just, it's just full of english people I you know cuz it's cheap to get here as well that's the thing like flights are really really cheap and yeah. hotels are fairly cheap as well like depending on time of year so
0: i have a friend who's always wanted to um i think now they've probably had the chance to go to Berlin but they always talked about like trying to get into Burgain and stuff like that oh, and man. after hearing all the stories try. of stuff like just being turned away at the door because you don't look right or your vibes off and stuff like I could never do that as loud. I couldn't do it. As, I couldn't give it a go. <laughs> as loud I'd as I am as much of a, like a, a an unabashed idiot with no shame that I am like I just that would be devastating to me like not even like say if they went like oh you're not dressed correctly I'm like fair enough I dress like a dad. That's fine, but like if they were like,
1: "Oh no, your vibes off." I like my vibe. <laughs> oh yeah, my no, God. that's the, that's the thing. Like, I I'm convinced I wouldn't get in regardless. Like I look goofy. I've not, I've noticed this about myself in the past couple of years. Okay, I, I look generally goofy. Like from a, from a distance, anyway. <laughs> like, a distance. Uh, up close, I'm probably a little bit better. When you actually talk to me, know. But like, yeah, I look a bit odd. But I think it, it's it's a weird thing because you you put yourself at their mercy, don't you? Really, like you kind of do that with most clubs. But for yeah. two hours or so, I'm I'm not about like lining up for ages. I mean, I bet the experience is a bit of a wild one. Yeah. It's probably worth doing like once. But I don't think I'd ever get in. I don't think they'd ever let me in. I think I mean, it's, if I did get in, I wouldn't have fun because I don't
0: do clubs
1: i'm just like in
0: and just immediately walk out just so i could say i got in a baguette lads (laughs) i'd like to walk around it i'd like to be just like a fly on the wall and have a look yeah apparently um i mean this could be completely wrong i've only i've never been obviously i don't know any of my friends that have actually got into it um but i was listening to a podcast um a couple years ago with people trying to get in they didn't get in but apparently there's like three levels to it The, the bottom floor is like a bar the top Floors like uh, whatever I think is a certain genre, maybe uh, either like techno or house or something. But apparently, the one of the levels is just a really dark room, and people are just doing
1: wild stuff in there. And I was like, I don't know, strangers, careful. Yeah, but Everyone... that, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them to see me, but I'd like to see them. That sounds really. That is to that is <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> oh, I'd to get but... begin in just. You no, know... no, no. But not just, not just like me. the. <laughs> I don't just want to watch, like, people have sex. I do not, to, I do not, to be, not to be a creep, but I really would like to just get the musk <laughs> of the people. Doesn't <laughs> want to be immersed in, like, the, the, you know, the debauchery of it. Like, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like some sort of, like, you know, underground crime syndicate HQ where just everything happens. One right? of my... That sounds
0: kind of magical one of my problems with it was like the just the the whole air around it it probably might not be the case everyone in there might be it might be the most lovely community and the reason why it's carefully curated is because they want to preserve that, but it sounds awfully pretentious. So I think you could probably get away with, if you got inside just like observing and someone comes up to you like, Oh, why aren't you dancing or whatever? or Partaking in just all tell the freaky goal. stuff. You just be like, Oh, I'm a documentary filmmaker. And instead of someone going like, Oh, well you don't have a camera. So that can't be true. They'd be like, Oh my God, he's filming a documentary without the camera. <laughs> he's completely <laughs> <Yeah>. subverting art. <laughs> and then you just be <laughs> lifted up in a King's chair and praised. As the god, but of what the if gang. it's like,
1: what if it was? shit? What if you waited all that time and, like, <laughs> you guys just like this is shit. like it's DJs like a proper... playing the cha cha slide and, like, you know, <laughs> it's like a school disco, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's some guy just playing the absolute, just most washed songs in the corner and he's on the mic going. <laughs> 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 this one's for
1: the ladies in the house. Everyone's like, just
0: rolling so hard, they think it's some sort of subversive experience, but it's just the average club night shit. in England.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, what if, what if it was that bad? And we'll never know because we'll never get in. That's true. <laughs> that should be, if well, this
0: podcast ever blows up and we have the money, we should do a, a sponsored trip to try and get in. Oh, I'd do again.
1: it. I'd love to do it. Like, I, I, one of the things I always think about is if I ever had full like creative freedom and money obviously to do whatever i wanted do you know yeah. what i mean like just to? if that was my job if my job was just to create content i would i would just go to places i would just like to experience stuff like that cause yeah. i don't think no no one ever does it and talks about it really or tries to anyway i the mean it probably that... end up with us just going there getting rejected and then going to some sort of like quiet pub in berlin but yeah but like if i had loads of
0: money for travel i'd be like the worst travel person ever because i wouldn't really Care about talking about it afterwards like you wouldn't catch me on the instagrams like posing with like i've just helped build a school somewhere and i'm just posing with all the kids are like look at me i have saved these children look oh, at yeah, me i'm not I'm about a, that. I'm a philanthropist or like i'll I, I lo- spend I love taking photos in that yeah Oh no, that's fine, but I mean, like, I'll spend like five minutes in like a, a small town in China, and then come back and act it like I'm just like the authority on Chinese culture. It's like, <laughs> yes, I tried um various foods, and this I, like come home and go to a Chinese restaurant, and because it didn't taste exactly like how it did in actual China, like hey, this is a bit farcical, isn't
1: it? I can't oh, stand people yeah. like that. Yeah, same. I I always think it's like I always think it's very like uh, self-serving thing when people like a lot of people during university and college went to Africa or something and like took photos with the kids and stuff. I mean, like fair enough. The kids seem happy and all that, you know, but are you there to help or are you there to like just get some content you know like look at me i'm a yeah. really nice person like uh, i don't i don't know the only Maybe person just, who's I, I allowed to
0: the only person who's allowed to like flex on how much they're helping in like disadvantaged areas is Akon. Cause, like, I I remember acon because like when he went there and he just gave like mi- yeah I, i'm probably exaggerating i don't know what, at what size but it's quite large he's just like
1: oh have some electricity <laughs> like holy like, yeah, yeah, yeah he did he didn't he like uh build a bunch of stuff himself yeah yeah, he has a whole... I've just looked it up. He has a whole, like, solar energy thing called Akon Lighting Africa. Yeah, man. man like that. That's some cool, substantial, it,
0: rather than, like, you spent a week building uh, a school for the Instagram. Isn't it? <laughs> like, the people Platform. who take those kinds of, kinds of pictures, they probably just don't give those poor children a second thought these days. They're like, yes, when I was a teenager, I went and helped some uh, children build a school.
1: Can you remember any of those
0: children were called? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Mate, I I stand outside and I clap for him. I that's do. my uh, <laughs> that's my my method of contributing. It's the same as like um,
0: <laughs> after I saw uh, the movie, the hit Marvel movie Black Panther, I stood up in the movie theater and I was like, guys, I enjoyed this film, but I'm white, and everyone just started just roaring for me. I was like, yes, yes, go on, mate, yes, go on. And not to make not to take a vulgar turn, but it did. In not in a not in a CD way, but it did bring me to completion. Um, <laughs> Most things do nowadays. They it do. It's like I've been breeze. locked up for ages. Yeah. Do, but to circle back to your point of view, like you think you look goofy from a distance. I think mm. I look goofy up close because I've got quite the overbite, and I'm in a, a, a in a, a long standing war with um with Laura because I, I told her that if I, as soon as I got the disposable income to do so, I was going to first fix my overbite which is fine she thought that was pretty reasonable and like everyone has things about them that they change but i would also replace all of my teeth with gold teeth and that's something to me which doesn't seem like a big deal but she hates the idea of it she's like why didn't you about that yeah i I, I just and nobody would see them because like the only time people ever see my teeth really is when i laugh because i have an overbite so if i fixed that and i had gold teeth no one would know apart from like me laura and maybe i don't know my family like i just think it's just it's for me like just that that quiet internal flex of like i'll be walking through asda and everyone's like oh that guy looks like a regular guy but i'm not a regular guy i've got gold teeth well the thing is would it taste like metal in your mouth the whole time i imagine it does for the first um for the first while then you just get used to it because like the idea i had um i wouldn't go as far but like I know he's not a terribly sane person these days, but Kanye West has the um, the gold gums and, like, the diamond really? teeth. Yeah, um, and it, it's not ones you take out. Like, they're literally just in his mouth. And it's just because people use uh, toothpaste to clean gold anyway. So, like, it's just there, and he just brushes his teeth as normal. So, like, I'd ideally like to do that because, one, I wouldn't have to worry about getting fill-ins or anything anymore.
1: And, two, it's just uh, that quiet flex. Yeah, I was I was thinking that the other day, like, you know, like dental care is a lot of work for like to 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 really I say a lot of work, I mean you just have to kind of brush in that, but all yeah. the flossing and stuff on top of it, it's a lot to like t- to keep track of as well and keep, you know, keep doing when you're getting older. Like I feel like it's a lot more effort as like, you know, your body starts to deteriorate, right? When you're yeah. like old, old but like but i'm old
0: now and i can attest
1: to that <laughs> well i often think like you know dentures and stuff like that like fake teeth and stuff yeah do they feel do they feel any different do you reckon oh my reckon brother because
0: like basically before my brother got his teeth fixed um he had a similar issue his overbite was um a little bit more predominant and he had like his teeth in not line so as soon as he got enough money he just got the he's got veneers he in now um Apparently he hasn't complained about them or like said they feel weird or anything, so I imagine they're fine. Um, but I'm I'm like here broke and I still look goofy, and my brother's just even though my brother is the nicest person in the world and you would never make fun of like how I look, it's just that thing of like, oh, so you're better than me, eh? With your perfect teeth, <laughs> your lovely teeth, and you. Yeah. Before that, had we had just look like a color stopped version of each other because he's the
1: blind. Uh, blind blonde version of me, blind one, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blind one. My brother's dead. very, very <laughs> similar. Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, I've always had like massive front teeth, and that's I've, that's never bothered me though. I've always thought like I kind of like it. You know what I mean? Oh, but, I, I, no, I, I kind like ca- ca- of enjoy it. If I never fixed my overbite, I wouldn't.
0: It wouldn't be the the worst thing in the world. Which is the fact yeah. that like I can't smile with teeth. Like it just doesn't work. I look like um, imagine like you know the, the classic. We'll bring it back to uh, Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. You know you his watch? his patented smile, like uh, like his teeth, are, like everywhere. Imagine that, but like you can only ever see the top row of teeth. Gri- it's
1: really bad. Yeah, my, mine's mine's kind of like uh, it's it's not similar, but I also have the same kind of thing with smile. Like my my teeth are kind of they're they're, they're odd, right? So like, they were meant to be straightened ages ago when yeah. i was a teenager but i was given the choice of like either getting them straightened or removing like one or two and then they kind of just fix themselves so i went yeah. for that and they're still not fully like aligned so mm-hmm. when i smile it's a bit i'm trying i'm just smiling right now you can probably hear it but yeah. uh, so... <laughs> no, you can't see it when i, when I smile it's, it's it's a bit it's a bit weird it's uncomfortable to like line them up you know yeah. what I mean? like, if i <laughs> if i try and line them up myself it feels weird i don't know like, like it just it doesn't feel right
0: the human race have a collective um, in most regions um, have a collective overbite because of the use of um, uh, forks and stuff over time. Cause that it would, I don't know how it works in terms of biology. I'm not a scientist as you could probably tell. I'm not very smart <laughs> with the things I do know, but like apparently because like um, the use of like certain utensils and eating and stuff like over time, they've Put a gap between like the the top row and the bottom row but mine's ridiculous like you can fit um an entire banana in there it's like um sideways obviously not for a ways that's weird um but yeah so that's a yeah,
1: bit I'm... of trivia for you if you're wondering why you're a bit trivia, a bit From... dental trivia mm-hmm. got everything mm-hmm. loving it what have you um what have you been watching lately what have you been watching oh. like, movies tv any of that
0: so obviously every i'm I probably don't want to go into it too much because it's been beaten to death. I watched Tiger King and thought, well, no one in this documentary is a good person apart from like some of the zoo workers who were just there. Oh, I I
1: liked it. I liked
0: it. Um, But that's been mined for content. And even though we are the desperate for content,
1: uh, podcast, <laughs> yeah, think. I'm pretty sure there's probably like hundreds of Tiger King like podcast yeah. episodes out there, aren't there? Like, how crazy was that? Yeah, it was, <laughs> we all know it was pretty mad. Good watch, yeah. you know, enjoyed it. But, I've been tell you what I've been watching. Yeah, so my cousin got Disney Plus, right? And I'm one of Disney those Plus, like yeah. awful freeloaders that, like, you know, will ask family. Yeah, that, that's one. Of, that's and, one
0: of the reasons I don't it. like you in real life.
1: Oh man, I love it. I yeah. love it. So I mean, I'll do the same though. I'll give you mine if I have it. Yeah, but I I don't know. It's a bit of a commitment to sort of sub to Disney for that long. But yeah. my uh, I got my cousin's account for it, and I I think over the past month I watched every single episode of Recess. Recess is on every there. single one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Recess is a Disney show, I isn't watch it? Watch that. My favorite recess like gag
0: that sticks with me. Like I think about it like every month of my entire life is the episode where it's like really hot in the middle of summer. And that kid cracks an egg on the schoolyard, and it cooks, and he's like, "Yeah!" And then it gets even hotter and just turns to ass <laughs> and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> the The
1: uh, the one that always sticks to me is uh, you remember the Me No No episode? Yeah, where uh, they go, they all go see that film, and <laughs> <laughs> except for Vince, he's the only one who hasn't seen it. Yeah, God, absolutely love it. Great. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't I've been it watching yet. it. I've been watching, uh, yeah, like I basically spent every lunch and dinner time for the past month watching two episodes of Recess. Because they're short, mm-hmm. but they're really short. Um, they're like, what, two two episodes each episode kind yeah. of like split up. But yeah, I've been watching a lot of that, and uh, I've, I've watched every single episode now. I didn't realize that like a lot of old TV shows, a lot of old cartoons, a lot of jokes that I would not have got at all when yeah. I was a kid, when I was watching it. I would not have understood it. But now it's now it's funny as fuck. But I watched that, and then um, what else did I watch? Started watching Clone Wars because that's mm. meant to be quite good, and it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I think I'm gonna need to like watch it a bit more because everyone told me that uh, when it starts out, it's more. They they went from like kid friendly to a little bit more adult as they went on. I think yeah. when they realized that the only people that are actually watching the show are old Star Wars nerds. Yeah, you know, so they kind of like adapted. I think. Yeah. That wouldn't. No, i be watching that. I would not be watching that. I'm firmly uh, in check. Right. So. Although I did watch oh, Mandalorian, I like them that both. Was great. Um, uh, I love Mandalorian. Very good. But what
0: I've been watching most recently, and the final two episodes come out tomorrow, is the Last Dance, which is the um, the documentary about Michael Jordan's. Oh, I mean, it encompasses a good. lot of like his time with the Bulls, but it's mainly like focused in the context of um, uh, the '98 Bulls, like his last run. Um, and, like, the state of the team, like, even though they'd won, they performed nearly, well, they did two three-peats, but at the time it was, like, a three-peat, and then they were going up for the, the second one. And, like, just the team was in disarray despite being so successful. Um, at one point, like, the Bulls in the early days were described as, like, the Chicago Bulls' travelling coke circus and stuff like that. And just, like, all the hijinks and, like, stuff behind the scenes and, like, how Michael Jordan would just bully people until they got good. He tried to fight Steve Kerr, who's the current um, coach of the Golden State Warriors. He's just punched him uh, in the eye and stuff.
1: <laughs> I've never been like a basketball guy. As much as I, I wish I was sometimes. Basketball I wish I was like. Basketball is the greatest sport of all time. I, I, I would like to watch some basketball, but it's one of those things that I don't know. I, I feel like with a lot of sports, I never got into it, and no one ever really introduced me to any of them or like showed me stuff, so I just didn't watch it. And then, yeah. like, getting to watch it is, you know, if you have no influence for it, it's not really the kind of thing, you know. I'm going to sit down and go, right, I'm just going to watch a basketball game. Like, who do, yeah. who, am I, who am I supporting here? You know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know any of the teams. I don't know who's who. I don't know. Basketball's what's good a bit here. different. Um,
0: just the, the way, like, it's done around, like, you, unless you, like, live in a city and you vehemently support that team, there's a lot of people who just support certain players because there's a lot more movement between teams and mm. stuff because um, the teams are smaller aren't they so yeah um so for example there's there's people who are just fans of lebron james so like if he's playing for the cavaliers they support the cavaliers if he's playing for the lakers they support the lakers um but think about basketball is is like growing up in a country where football and i love football but like it's a case of like it begins and ends on saturday and sunday i know there's people who are really into it who think about it like all week but for the average fan like me it's just like oh how did newcastle uh do this weekend if I can watch the match I'll watch it hooray if Mm. we win Uh, boo if we lose but being a Newcastle fan losing is just our thing for the past how many (laughs) years but we think it was basketball it's like it's so fully immersive just because it's just basketball Twitter is just the greatest space to exist in online it's like nobody really cares about anything other than just getting jokes off and just making fun of everything. And it's just such a, a fun and it's not like it's, I mean, some are mean spirited, but mostly it's just like, it's just a chaos and like terrible memes just flying all over. And it's just so engrossing. And it got to, it gets to the point where it's like, you, you care about matches where they aren't your team. You like, you're watching like one of the, the most interesting things that happened um, last year was like after the Toronto Raptors won uh, the finals the that was their big, wasn't it? their star player Kawhi like nobody knew like whether he was staying there, whether he was moving teams and like people were like following him like places because he notoriously never says anything outside of like official meetings. Uh and and that, that the, the what it do baby meme was like him because he was just in the back of a car. <laughs> and and it was like just an entire lead up to summer of just following his every move, trying to glean what he would do. And before that, it was Kevin Durant made a fake Twitter account so he could insult fans because he because <laughs> apparently their comments were getting to him. And it's just the, the the most childish area to exist in in terms of sports, and it's so much fun. And it's like it's just dumb. It's just dumb fun. And like my team that I support is the Utah Jazz, and that is for most people a weird um, choice because utah is just what's it famous for other than like having a massive lake and being full of mormons but like the reason why i support utah is because i bought like nba 2k4 when i was a teenager because i wanted to play a basketball video game and this team was called the jazz and that's like one of my favorite queen albums and like one of my dad's favorite queen albums so i was like i'll support that team and I didn't realize I just it. with it yeah and but apparently they've been decent sometimes like one of the the challenges um Around the time where the Bulls were decent, uh, were the Jazz um, on top of like the, uh, the Pacers and stuff like that. Um, and we used to have uh, really good players. And recently we've gotten really good. We've got a guy called Donovan Mitchell, and he's like, he's nicknamed Spider Mitchell because he can do like loads of like cool dunks and stuff. And he had a partnership with Marvel to make special shoes, and I got a pair. Um, but yeah, basketball's just fucking great. Um, but yeah, to circle back it's out it's to the documentary, the it's really good.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that I I, I, I don't know. I thought about getting into. Well, same with a lot of stuff, to be honest. Though, there's not there's not enough time in the day, is it? Yeah. I always I always think this. Like, I, I think this is a, such a depressing thing to say. But oh, no. the, the older I get and the more I work, I'm just sort of like, just I just wish you didn't need to. There's so much stuff I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many things I want to do, but just you know, just like that having that like set hours of the day. Like, don't get me wrong, I like work, but having those set hours of the day where like, I have to work is like, oh. Like, you know, I could be could be doing this. I'd, to be fair, I'd probably do nothing. I'd probably just sit on my ass those hours of the day anyway. But yeah. the thought of doing something else is uh I don't find it as really... bad
0: when I'm working from home
1: because I can Same. it feels better if it's yeah, like. Yeah, like... honestly, not to not to go into like, you know, because uh, talk about the pandemic's overdone, isn't it? And you know, yeah, we yeah. we we already we discussed this before we recorded this, that we didn't want to talk about the pandemic and stuff mainly because you've all heard too much about it (laughs) well yeah and you've all heard too much about it every day i'm pretty sure it affects all of you so you know we want to keep it keep it fun keep it interesting um but to to mention the pandemic just (laughs) one time (laughs) um i have been working from home for the past two months now i've been working from home since like march when i came back from disneyland um and it's honestly been a lot better for me personally I've been working. I've been working from home, and I've been getting probably more done in my workday, and also getting other shit done too. Because I, I don't know why that that wake up and travel to and from work just drains me for some reason. I yeah, think just being in the environment where it's like this is just... your workstation. Do you know what I mean yeah. like being in an office? I think is the the thing I don't like, and I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping because I, I work in the games industry, as you know, yeah. uh, as the as the you. Um, but this is the thing that I think the games industry especially needs to start looking into in the future. We, like I don't want to keep moving countries, man. I've been enjoying it, but holy shit, it gets tiring. Yeah. It gets tiring. Every time you want to get a promotion or you want to get a new job, like, oh, do you want to fuck off to, like, I don't know, middle of France? No, not yeah. really. All right, well, you're not getting the job then. All right, okay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's hard to settle. It's, it's hard to shit. settle. Well, I personally,
0: for me, like, um, the commute w- was just killing me. Um, I mean, I could do it. Like, I'm not one of those people who is like, oh, this is a little bit annoying. I refuse. Um, but it was a case of, like, it wasn't so bad in the morning because I get a lift in off Laura or to the metro station mm. if she couldn't give me a lift all the way to work. But it's just on the way home, I have to get off at a metro station that's nowhere near my house and then walk for 40 minutes to get to my house. And it's like, yeah, I could move because i rent uh we're looking to buy a house but we rent at the moment like i could have rented somewhere closer to like a metro station or a bus stop or something but it's like the place that i live in is so nice like I, i grew up here lived here all my life um and it's wonderful it's got like everything that is great for like home life and just like satisfaction of where to live and not having to sacrifice like a good hour and 40 minutes out of my day to get to and from is great. And luckily like, well, you used to work, uh, where I work now, which is at Ubisoft, um, at the CRC. And luckily like our management there, even before the pandemic, um, like because we just moved in before christmas and i was getting a lot of stuff moved in because it was unfurnished so i needed to be off to uh get the fridge delivered and all that sort of stuff yeah and, and, a, there's a lot of like prep you need to do yeah when and, you move in house and management uh, well my direct management was like yeah of course i like, could take it like this is reasonable yeah work from home uh here there here and there and it was great but like um and like from the feedback uh, i've given them and stuff like that they're always like yeah like it it's fine, do whatever,
1: do, do what you want within reason, obviously, because... Yeah, I, think, but, I, I mean, we're lucky, to be honest. We're very lucky, like, it's I don't take that for granted that mm. we work in an industry where our jobs can immediately just transfer to, like, being at home. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to set anything up. I just had to log into my computer. Like yeah. I didn't have to do anything extra and I can work from home and I'm very, very, very lucky for that because I know there's a lot of a lot of jobs that it's not possible to do that right now. Yeah. You know, it's not and which isn't ideal, obviously. But I mean for, for me, as you say, I think it's one one of the things when you're choosing where to live as well, like right? mm-hmm. you want somewhere like you say, where your your home life is good and your weekend life is good. Not yeah. just like, you know, this is close to work, because every time it's close to work, it's always usually in a city, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a fan of that. I don't like inner city stuff. I don't. I don't like living near by like, busy shit. If I if I want to go to busy shit, I'll go. Like I want to stay in my own little like nice neighborhood, you know. Yeah. Um. But I think yeah, that whole that whole wake up thing, like waking, waking up and just having a shower and sitting down at my PC does get a little bit like cagey if I don't do anything else. Obviously, yeah, yeah. because I am just doing you know I'm at my PC anyway for fun as well. Um. But. I, I just find it a lot more, I don't know, peace of mind. I have a lot more peace of mind doing this by yeah. working from home. And I, I, I mean, it's been great for laundry. I've got through a massive <laughs> backlog of laundry, I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> I just think it's it like, I, obviously
0: some people need that office sort of like space because it makes, it helps them like transition from a, a, a casual mindset to like a productive mindset. But I've never had that. Like because I do freelance at home for like writing articles and stuff, like I have that I can be productive wherever I am, just as long as I've got some sort of thing to actually do the work, like a yeah. computer, a laptop or whatever. And like, I think there's a lot less, not that there's any pressure on me um, from work to do extra stuff, but like when you're at home, like it, it's easier to get stuff done. And I feel more productive because say if like, it's getting towards the end of like when I'm meant to to clock off, I don't mind like going over by a few minutes to get something finished. Whereas if I'm in the office, it's like, oh, if I go over an extra few minutes, I'll miss this metro and then I'll have to wait another 30 minutes for the next one. And it's, 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 that stresses me because I'm one of those people who hates being like late and stuff like that. Oh, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm the same with sort of not, not about lateness and stuff, but it's all about like, like day planning. I'm not a big fan of like day planning and you kind of have to do that when you're going into the office and stuff, right? Yeah. Cause like you, you have to say I'm waking up at this time. This is going to take me this long to get there. Like then I'm going to have to do this, this, this. If I don't finish this by this time, I'm going to have to get this route home. Then I'll be back by X o'clock, and then it's dinner time. Blah blah blah. Whereas we're working at home, I just I do my work, and it's like right, it's clock off time. I just two seconds. I'm in the kitchen making dinner. You know, right? yeah. it's I, it's it's nice. I like it. I I definitely like it definitely definitely like it I, w- I would like to go outside more though i, I think i'm and that's that's a me thing I-, I think i just need to go outside a bit more no i think i like, actually it- like, go the for ideal
0: amount. situation is no pandemic working from home because like oh absolutely. absolutely one of the reasons like we live where we live is because we're right next to a lake um we're right next to loads of forest areas like really old church buildings and stuff and like last summer we had just The best time just walking around like looking at all the places um right now we've managed to because we have a garden so we're taking the tortoise out in the garden because he likes the sunlight um and that's about as much as we get other than to go shopping but like obviously we can't really do much else because of the pandemic but like needing to go outside is like one of the things because at the start of the year we renewed our membership to like the national trust to like go to places uh, over the other countryside because that's what we do like because we're me and laura are a uh, 80 year old <laughs> old couple apparently <laughs> um no but it's just fun like i, I love stuff like that we st- we made terrariums the other day like stuff like nature and, and that's like, lovely though bands. like
1: that's nice and, and that's the thing Like i think it should be i think it would be ideal if it was an optional thing like if it was a you can you can choose kind of thing because actually i have a friend um shout out to harry who lives in berlin um has he ever gotten in company- the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i have to ask him nice. but his his uh company of like they established a work from home policy they were like the other day that is yeah. they can work from wherever they want from now on like they okay. basically they want they would like to see them here and there in the office like mm-hmm. just to you know yeah. I mean, that's reasonable. Like
0: if, if things got back normal, I'd have to go in and do my streams for like one of my brands. Because that's one of like before the whole pandemic stuff. because I was, I wasn't forced to go home, but I was because of my, I've got a condition where my immune system is. I think even talking about the pandemic puts me at risk. That's how feeble my immune system is. But like, but one of the things that was like pained me was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to come in and do the streams. Because um, I don't have a stream set up at home. Um, so I would still like say if this all this whole thing blown up blew over, I'd still like to go in on Thursdays, which was my stream day, and still do streams. Like I've got yeah, no problem I mean, if it's coming in and do something like productive, but some days you
1: come in, you do like stuff you could be doing at home all day. Yeah, I'm I'm, to- I'm totally in with that. I'm totally in with that. Like just being able to just sort of like see people here and there, but spend the majority of my time like just, you know, in my own space. I'm I'm down with it, man. I'm down with it i like it yeah i mean i broke the no pandemic chat rule i'm sorry about that yeah this is gonna be my last podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is it now we've ruined it i like like... we've we've been very very adult today have not we very like yeah you know very serious topics like walking and the outdoors and global pandemics (laughs) very adult
0: well, let's take a left turn into our... Because this is very yeah. unusual for us to be mature. It's, um, it is, isn't it? I want to talk wait, about um, a video <laughs> shit. I, I sent you before the um, the recording oh, started. that me. You'd already yeah, seen, please but... Please do, went. please do. So there is currently... I mean, it's old news now, but I, I keep spamming my group chats with it. Um, There is a, a song by Nirvana called About a Girl. You might have heard it. Um, I'm not the biggest Nirvana fan, but I still heard it before.
1: Oh, I love Nirvana. Bro. Um,
0: and there is on the Sirius XM radio show a band called Puddle of Mud, who you might also know if you're as old and washed as me and James. Um, they
1: did a oh. cover of it, and it is the worst thing <laughs> I have heard it's in terrible. a long time. It's, it it actually hurts me to listen to. Like it's it's not even funny. It's just bad. It's awful. Yeah, it's like
0: uh, it's he's taking himself entirely seriously. And there was like a whole thing and like he responded to all the comments about it. Um, and then the video surfaced of them doing the song live and it wasn't too bad. Like on one of their concerts and stuff, but like, I don't get it. And like none of his band members, cause they're all in the same room. It's like set up like a full acoustic set. Um, but it's in a studio and like some of them are, um, on electronic instruments. Um, and none of his band members like stopped and were like, can we do a different take of this? Like, what you're doing but i can also it's, see the the sirius xm people on the other side of the booth just rubbing their hands together like we're going viral just, yeah, we've got a
1: viral one on our hands boys yeah, yeah yeah i mean like doing doing covers of stuff like great but i just don't i don't get how especially as i i'm obviously i'm not the biggest puddle of mud fan i don't think anyone is <laughs> um don't, I hope, I'd shout out to the puddle of mud fans if there are any I knew a guy who was really, really into Crazy Town at one point, but anyway. Um, who it who wasn't. <laughs> it was a crazy time for Crazy Make Town. Crazy. They've got one song. <laughs> but what a song. <laughs> oh, yeah, a Bit of a tune, to be fair. But anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, <laughs> the, um, like, if they have been doing music professionally for, like, you know, a however knows now, like, they were from the 90s probably, right? Like, up until now. Mm-hmm. Surely they would have seen that and gone, this isn't great. Or, like, Lil just thought about it whilst they were doing it. Like, hmm, is this really good? Should we stick with this? Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Not to defend the cover, because <laughs> it's indefensible. Oh, but it really
0: a lot of these things, like these sets and stuff where bands go to, like, radio um, stations, it usually happens very early in the morning. So maybe he just wasn't on his game. Um, but regardless, there was, uh, apparently, I was listening to another podcast um, um and some guy was talking about it. Is how I found out about the song. And apparently, in Kerrang! Magazine, that's another old, washed reference. Oh, God, yeah, um, is, isn't it? We're old. Ages ago, Puddle of Mud made some comment about Nirvana, like not a mean comment, because obviously they're covering the songs. Obviously, don't hate each other. Um, but it's like it's like, oh yeah, both our albums went platinum. Um, but ours uh would have gone faster it Would have gone platinum faster if they'd released at the same time because we can actually play our instruments, type thing. Because it was that old adage of Christ like Kirk, I'm can like... play guitar probably, but you know, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even like oh, Devon, and I don't care if he could play the instrument oh, or I... not. <laughs> um, Man, that's so critical. like, it's just funny that they made that
1: comment ages ago and then he's just butchering this song, yeah, just absolutely. Oh, it's awful. I, t- I tell you what, is good though. Like I know, I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of the bloke, but um, Post Malone did a Nirvana set recently, okay. like a Nirvana cover set, and it was bloody good. I think even my, I know Dave Grohl says nothing negative about anything, but even he said it was really good, you know. And yeah. um, the spirit of Nirvana, it was, it was very good. It, it was like a lot of the old like B side stuff as well, you know, not the stuff that, not the not the hit singles, but a lot of yeah. the other stuff, and uh, I thought it was very good. Well it's yeah. very, very good. So it can be done. Like I think I, I think people are too cautious to cover um what they consider to be untouchable artists. Yeah. Like people don't cover the Beatles and stuff like that, you know, because they're like, oh, you know, it's untouchable that. Like yeah. I don't know. I feel like there are certain bands that people just will not touch.
0: I mean and at the same time though. there are some people who should <laughs> Evidently, shouldn't, you shouldn't. But, do yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: I, I want to put a question to you. Apart from this monstrosity, what is the worst cover song you've ever heard?
1: I'm actually trying to think that because there's a lot of there's a lot of cover songs that I don't know are cover songs until yeah. I look into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like a lot of a lot of songs that maybe came out? Oh, I, I don't know. What's yours? What's yours? Give me some time to think. I've got two. Um... And it's nothing against either of the the bands
0: covering them. Um, actually, I got three. One of them is just bad, and I, I there's no excuse for it. Is um I think either Dave Grohl on his own or the Foo Fighters did a really bad cover of "Darling Nikki," and I'm like bad. Um, I'm gonna read that. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> there's two other ones that I have a problem with. Not like a problem, like I'm gonna go on Twitter and start a, a gammon war over them. But like the first one is Lords' cover of "Everybody Wants to Rule the World."
1: oh uh, yeah. Lord yeah, seemed yeah
0: like a, a fine person i'm not saying she shouldn't have covered the song it was for um i think it was for one of the um hunger games films um and it's just like it was like really slow and dark and like moody and whatever and it just doesn't work on a tia sophia song i didn't like the the cover of mad world either but because of its it was used quite well in Gears of War. I was like, ah, I can forgive it. But it's just like, the whole point of Tears of Fears is like, they've also always got these, like, it's like Outcasts Hey yeah. It's like, there's these devastating lyrics, but if you present it as like an upbeat pop song, it's like, that's the whole point of the song. Like that. <laughs> and then the, my absolute the cover that I hate the most all time, even though I don't hate the band, I don't listen to them, but Deftones did a cover of um, Ghosts by Japan. And Ghost, big Japan. Japan fan, are you? I am. Yes, it's one of the most wow. atmospheric songs of all time. It's such a, a not to sound like a pretentious music nerd because I'm not. I'm very, I'm very low IQ, but <laughs> um, but it's a very haunting and it's a very atmospheric song. And it came off an album called Tindrum, which was they went for a while into into like Japan funnily enough, and, like, places like China and looked at, like, how they assemble music. Uh, they looked at, like, composers like Ryuichi Sakamoto and, like, how a lot of that sort of music over there, they use absence of sound to, like, create atmosphere in places. Whereas the Deftones covers, I got that, like, early 2000s, which I, I presume is when it was done. It's, like, that weird, like, uh, new metal distortion all the way through yeah, I mean that's what you'd expect from a Deftone song isn't it? and it just sounds jarring with like an American like oh I don't know if he is American but like he has that sort of accent where it's like this doesn't fit with the song you need like because um, David Sylvian, who's the lead singer of Japan he's from like the south of England he sounds quite posh which works on like a haunting song Um, it just didn't work for me and I hate it every time somebody I mean... brings it up
1: I get rustled <laughs> You put it up yourself, so. I did. I'm, ooh, blood pressure. I feel, I feel, I feel like, I don't know, I, I prefer covers where people actually do put their own swing on it, because I know there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of covers uh, that are just like one for one. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. not, you know, I, I like people putting their own spin on it. Like, um, I don't know if you know the band Health. They did a version of uh, Blue Monday by New Order, and it's all right. Hmm. I, I, I vibe with it. I think it's all right. Um, hard song to cover as well. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, I don't like. And I don't know if this counts as an answer. If this is cheating, but every single one of the pop goes punk albums, like that that, that <laughs> oh, entire no, trend, acknowledge
0: it's ter- like I acknowledge. It's I terrible hate rock, it. But Pierce the version of "Don't Fear the Reaper"
1: is astronomical. Uh, I hate it so much. I just the whole pop goes punk thing is just ah, oh, it's bad. It's just, there's so many of them as well. There's, like, millions of them, and they just get the same, like, I don't, some of the bands are good in their own right. Like, you know, I, I won't deny that. But it's the same sort of, like, what would you call it? What's the general, like, it's like pop-punk bands and also, like, screamo bands, isn't it? Yeah. And they just get them to do these covers of pop songs that are just so, like, atrocious a lot of the time. It's just like, it's like Katy Perry, but instead of Katy Perry singing, it's just like... Ugh! I think, uh, yeah great I it, good effort
0: i don't know if it predates it or whether it came out of it but i think a lot of the like the the, the surge in that sort of stuff came from you remember when a data remember did a cover of uh since you've been gone
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. And which, was, which like, at the time was, was big easy. wasn't
0: it yeah and then and it was like oh why don't we all do that and then they did another one of uh, cable car which
1: was you can't fold it. That is a, that is a beautiful cover. Um, there are some good ones. There are yeah. some good ones. I mean, like, there's a pop punk band called Four Year Strong that did a bunch of, yeah. like, they did a cover album. Mm-hmm. And those are good. Like, you yeah, had some good songs on it. But it's these, like, it's these really, really boring covers that are just, like, the song, except the they do a breakdown for the chorus or something. Yeah. And oh, they they, they scream they, the and uh, whatever. Do they, do they disrespect their surroundings? Would you say they really do? There's arms flying everywhere. There's fucking backwards hats all over the place. Um, not about that. That and also the. um I think if I when, when they get fans to do covers for films. Yeah. Like when when they get like there was what was it? What's the most recent one I can think of? The um fuck, Fallout Boy did a uh, Ghostbusters. Oh no! Shit, it was all. <laughs> I'm I, I, don't get me wrong. I like all four out, boy. Like, old stuff, yeah. New stuff, no. Obviously, I'm an old man. Um, But, like, that cover was shite. And there was a trend. I think it was, like, for most of the 2000s, wasn't there? Where they would get currently popular bands to cover, like, the old songs when they did a re a film. Like, they'd get them to cover, like, the big tune from it. Or, like, you know, for the credits, mostly. It's a cover, but I think the worst thing I've ever
0: heard, but it is indulgent because I used to listen to it like five times a day when I was like seven. Was the, um when Aerosmith did the Spider Man theme song for like I think it was the first Sam Raimi film. Oh, it's so bad. But it's so I've never bad. even heard that. Oh, it, it was um it's not on any of their albums. Uh it was cell taped on the end of one of their greatest hits albums. Um, it's pretty bad. And then you had that <laughs> um remember the Godzilla film where like um, Oh with Jamaicai. No, no, Jimi. That was good. Deeper underground. What a song! Yeah, big Great show. stuff. But yeah, like the yeah, main title one, they did that because there was that thing for the since like lightened up. But for the longest time, Led Zeppelin was always like, "No, you can't use the songs for anything. No one can ever use our songs for anything." Like, look how good our songs are. You can't use them. Well, then everybody uses and immigrant then, song for every single film. But like one of the first things that like chipped away at the wall for them to stop being so uptight about the stuff was they put P Diddy on the Cashmere beat. And had him do the worst song for a movie, <laughs>
1: and it's like, come on, lads. Uh yeah. That's the thing. Like Led Zeppelin got some good songs, right? Yeah. But I, 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 I'm I'm so bored of hearing immigrant song in every fucking film. Oh, I think it was used in Ragnarok really well. I, it it, got, yeah, but I, it's I in hyped. everything. It's like in every. I feel like it's in every superhero film now. It's just like the the cheeky oh let's get it lads like song, isn't it? Right, we're I we're gonna mean, do it, it. At least it, it fit <laughs> theme it theme, that, theme it, it, did, it. It did, but I mean, it. I feel like they've done it in a lot of films. Maybe they just maybe they haven't. Maybe this is just like all you know, my own head just making it up. But yeah, I think it's, it's it was ever since like it's
0: because Guardians One did a good job at like using the soundtrackers to like yeah move the film along. But at the same Someone's time, to do it now. like looking back on it, it sort of sours it for me because every film tried to do that afterwards. It's like some like films, as long as they've got like a popular song on the scene, like this is good enough, whether or not it fits. And like this looking back at the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, some of the songs don't fit. Um and a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, the soundtrack's great apart from Cherry Bomb. And it's like, but Cherry Bomb's like one of the few songs that actually works in the scenes. Um, I think the best Marvel film or superhero film for music, there's two. Uh Blade Two, which is just it's just Good horrible nineties techno, but because of like the leather jackets and like the time, it's like a perfect just in case Yeah it works thematically, doesn't it? It's beautiful. And the other one's Black Panther, because it like it works. Like, all the films yeah, like, I mean,
1: are, like, thematic for each scene. Whereas oh, some, mu- music, like... music does make, like, certain films and shows, yeah. you know? And I think, like, sound, soundtracks can be, you know, really fit thematically. Like, um, I actually... I know a lot of people didn't like it for some reason. Season one of Luke Cage, I liked it a lot. Oh, um, and I thought Me the soundtrack too. fit with that perfectly. Yeah, I yeah. thought the soundtrack was great. Like, really, really good. But, as you say, with Guardians, what a lot of, I think well a lot of the... Especially the Marvel films tried to do after that is just tried to get these like catchy songs or catchy classics into the films. Like they just tried to force them in because they're like, oh, everyone loved you know, awesome mix volume one. Like Mm -hmm. was the shit. Everyone loved it. Yeah. But then you know, beyond that, everyone's just trying to do it now, and it's just getting a bit. It's getting a bit tried, isn't it? Like something that could be a serious scene is ruined with like fucking. I don't know the cheeky girls
0: or something. the The only song that worked for me in the in the entirety of the second Guardians film was the chain because
1: Fleetwood Mac are impeccable. Great song, it. yeah. Well, that's 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 the prime example of it, isn't it? Like yeah. the second Guardians film, they just tried to emulate the first one. Yeah, they just tried to do that same thing again, and it just didn't didn't work. Worked that one time, didn't work again. Sure. Didn't work again. I mean, I, I I don't know. I I think I would prefer more like actual compositions. Yeah, four films?
0: Was that, that article that like, you couldn't get moved for after the first Avengers film came out it was like, oh the score's very forgettable and it's like, it was true, like I couldn't yeah. and, like, you and so instead they were just like, oh fuck the score, we'll just do like, obviously like the, the main Avengers theme is more iconic now because it was like, oh yeah, of course. all over Endgame and stuff but other than that, like like say, you can't pick like a certain, like Composed song from like a scene. Like if you think about any of like the deaths that happened, like I can't remember the music that was swelling behind it while it happened, which is usually something you get from a film with an emotional crux. Um, but you know,
1: yeah, but that's the thing. I think I'm it open. works. It it works better, and I guess it this just applies to all sort of films as as a whole. Um, when the intention is there from the beginning. Like, I feel like, for example, I liked Baby Driver a lot. I thought it was a very good film. And I I feel like that was made around the soundtrack almost. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack was a big focus of that film. And then on the composition, then things like, you know, um, Inception and The Dark Knight and stuff have great soundtracks, like really, really good compositions for them. But then you have this thing with, as we were saying, about the Marvel films and stuff. I feel like a lot of the time people now are just trying to they're just trying to put a track in place like instead mm-hmm. of maybe a score or something just like ah, just put a song there what song fits for this yeah and it, it then it becomes one big music video like oh they they're, they're going to do this what song should we use let's uh, i don't know my generation by the who like yeah. <laughs> but i think
0: like i think they overload the films like i know baby driver was full of like um songs but it was built around that but like at the same time like the the most action-packed parts like you remember the two songs that were there like it was focus uh hocus pocus by focus for when he like um the he kills no spoilers but he kills someone by driving into like that truck with all the, the pipes in it and they just all hell breaks loose and the last one's like when he's uses Brighton rock when it's him be the the guy who turns bad at the end and like that was remember, really good yeah i, I love that song some of my favorite queen songs And then uh, there's another. There's a film that um, I saw. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, it would have been two years ago. It's called Bad Times at El Royale. It's amazing. Oh, I like that film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I watched it long though. I can't remember most of the soundtrack, apart from like when like everything goes to shit and like Hush by Deep Purple's playing on the jukebox and everyone's just shooting out and stuff like, and for, like, weeks afterwards, I just couldn't stop listening to the songs. Like, it stuck with me, whereas, like, Guardians, I was like, yeah, also mix volume one and all that stuff. But, like, when you go back and look at it, like,
1: they don't enhance the film. It's sort of like... That's that's the main word, enhance. Like, yeah. it has to... If if a song helps the scene like, and makes it better, great. But when it's just, like, music for the sake of music, you know?
0: It's that thing where, like, it was the problem that Family Guy had. Like, they had a, a good mix of jokes but the thing that was hitting the most was the reference comedy. So they just turned into completely reference comedy. And I think that was just uh, Guardians, what they were doing with most of it was just the musical equivalent of that. It wasn't like, oh, this helps the scene. It's like, oh, people will know this song. People will know this.
1: Yeah, song. exactly. Like, it's pop culture references, isn't it? Like, cause it, it works. It works. Yeah. Like, I, think- I don't know if you have like four playing with a Funko Pop or something, people would lose their fucking minds. Yeah. I think I'm probably going, like tinfoil hat here, but I'm
0: pretty sure because Guardians before that first film, like not many people knew about them. Like not me to sound like a dick here, but I knew about them. <laughs> but that's because like I went seeking them. Because like I'm into like the when I read Marvel Comics, the first thing I go for is like, oh, is there anything happening on like a cosmic level? Because all oh, like the story mm-hmm. about the cosmic heroes interests me more than like the regular stuff on Earth apart from the X-Men. Um and it's like, oh, this team's very uh, obscure and stuff how do we get people uh, on side with them well people don't know the team but they know these songs so- yeah
1: yeah exactly i mean it, it works and i think the important thing to always remember is that like for a lot of these like mainstream movies and stuff like that not to sound like a, I that's like an arsehole when i say mainstream yeah. um but it's made for the general public right it's made for sales mm-hmm. like and i think people get too wound up by this kind of stuff like people that are diehard fans of things get really wound up when it's like oh you know that's not identical to how it was in the the comic or game or whatever and which is fair it's a fair enough opinion to have but you gotta remember at the end of the day that that's you're not really the target market a lot of the time like they'd like you to enjoy it For sure, and they will. You know, they'll they'll make the references to the actual comics and stuff like that, which they've always done. But the selling, it needs a selling point for people that don't know who that is. It needs to be entertaining for people that haven't got a clue, and that's that's the main thing about it, isn't it? The main thing. Got got, to remember that. Very true. Got to Uh, remember that. But I think I think personally, for me,
0: even though like I love Marvel comics, read them since I was five, six years old. Um, I think superhero movies have ran their course. They're overstaying their welcome at this point. I think they should. Everything should have just ended with Endgame. Like, as much as like some people are like, oh, they use time travel to write themselves out of a corner. But if you take the time to read comics, the amount of time time travel is just spaffed all over everywhere. Like it's it's commonplace. It's a trope. Like it, you, if to have an entire universe of superheroes and not use time travel, that doesn't make any sense. So, um, but like it should have just ended there. I don't think it's gonna go well for them if they continue because they went that long without making an absolute stinker. And I think it's only a matter of time. And they've been skirting the line for a long time.
1: Yeah, it's I don't I don't know. I think I I enjoy them just as like things to watch. Right? It's an easy watch. It's you know yeah. it's all right. I, I I never I never watched like I, I went to watch Endgame like in the cinema and I didn't come out thinking that was one of the best things you've seen. So that's yeah, it's pretty good that. I came no, out like thinking
0: that was one of the best wrap-ups to something that's been gone on a long time. If you yeah, look at I, think it it, context, I think it's definitely a good ending. Yeah, if you look at in the context of everything else that happened that year, Game of Thrones fell on its arse, Star Wars fell on its arse. It was like the only thing that finished itself correctly. So I think to do more on top of it, even though like the first film after it, the Spider-Man Far From Home was good, but that was because Jake Gyllenhaal was absolutely bonkers and shouting, release all the drones and all that sort of stuff. But, um... <laughs> But I just don't think it deserves. I think like there should have been one film afterwards, and that was the Spider-Man one, just to put a button on it all. Just be like, this is like a little view of like what
1: happened in the aftermath. There you go, we're done. Yeah, and then just then we're done. We're gonna move on to like a new I don't know era or oh, money, J. Like, focus money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, money's great, isn't it? I mean. <laughs> I mean, I, I, should, it's not, it's it's just,
0: I don't mind because the more films come out, the more I get to write freelance about it and make money for me. But at the same time, as someone who cares about these characters, I, I'm stuck in a position where like people will start
1: to resent them, and I'm like,
0: yeah, I'm yeah,
1: that's, it's, it's <laughs> overdone. I do, I do think it is a bit over. It's becoming a bit overdone. Like I'm not, I'm not stoked for any upcoming like you know Marvel films. But then again, I will go see them. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not keen on it, but I'm not going to just. Do, I'm not going to avoid watching them because they're they're an alright watch. So I'm still going to do it. So it's it's working. Do you know what I mean it's it's working for them? Yeah. I would like more horror films to be honest with you. I would like more like good horror films. because I feel like horror as a genre has just gone right downhill. Really, like, I I've got the opposite feeling. I don't, I, I think, don't know. Yeah, it's like it. There's been some
0: really strong horror films. Whereas, well, maybe I just haven't seen them. Well, whereas before, like it was usually just like a lot of the horror films that were being made, because obviously I am not that into films, I so don't go looking for these like wonderful indie projects that everyone. Like,
1: oh, that's what I am looking for. I am looking for those yeah, deep did. dives.
0: But um, no, but for a lot of time like horror. As someone who isn't a fan of horror at all, it just seemed like just loads of blockbusters and jump scares. But like um, the other when I was in San Francisco, I watched part of Hereditary, and then when I came home, I watched it fully, and that was creepy. It was really good. That um, get out was really good, even though it was. It wasn't. It was oh, get out I think, was like, very Bronco, good. Uh, Us oh, was I like Eastern, get out. Uh, that midsummer was. I don't think it's good as everyone was like hyping out to be. I haven't movie. seen it. It's a good film. Like it was really good. I think huh. my problem with it was like. Um, it was really good in terms of like the themes it was presenting. Like the scariest part for me was like it was showing like how shitty it is to be a woman in some point
1: yeah and,
0: like the horror of yeah. like that experience but then they added like the spooky ooky stuff on top of that um and i know they probably needed to do that for like a casual audience who doesn't want those themes about like how hard it is to be a woman how genuinely horrifying it is to have that life experience when mm. like dudes yeah they just want to be taken care of is just shit and like had themes of like suicide and stuff like that But there's some bits where it's like, uh, Mm. and then they, because in Hereditary, there's a bit at the end, no spoilers and stuff, but like someone's walking outside. And if you just watch the scene once, it's like, oh, it's it's like a wide angle shot. It's scary, like to show like that person like walking outside because it's like isolation, like just trees everywhere. But on second watching, I realized there was people standing in the trees. And it was like just little things, but that was really good. And like, um, in Midsummer there's a bit where they have like a silhouette of like a character something that happens to a character earlier on the film happening, but it's like morphed into the trees, like in the leaves, and and it just looks like that picture, you know, like graphic design is my passion. And I'm like <laughs> But it was good in a good enough film that I could ignore that. Um, and like stuff like um, the the Chucky remake, even though the doll looked terrible, it wasn't too bad. I never watched the Chucky remake. I like the old ones. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It was like it it was updated like with technology and stuff to make it like seem um, more plausible. And like it, and the good thing about it was like it was like the main like protagonist is a woman in a son, and it's not like some like frail. Oh my god! Look at all this horror happened to us, and you actually believe that like it's mother and son because they act like a family and stuff like that. And it, it's just it was just a genuine film, uh, but the doll does look terrible. I will concede that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I watched the. I'm trying to think, the the biggest remake I watched. We are in the era of remakes, aren't we? Really? Yeah. There's um, no new was, ideas. James. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I feel I feel like the idea well is running dry across the board. I don't mind it, like per se, because the remakes have. You know, either played or watched, you know, things have been really good, but yeah. I, w- I, w- I would much prefer new stuff, but um, like Halloween, the Halloween remake was pretty good, mm. like, the new one it I was pretty good but,
0: Halloween films
1: uh, it, w- it, w- it was decent, but it was again, it was just, you know um, I feel like as much as I love slashes, they don't really translate well to being scary at this point, yeah, just yeah. because they are kind of they're just kind of camp, right, they're just kind of like I,
0: hmm, think, camp- I think that's the side effect of like superhero films, because like it's not scary to have like a slasher anymore because then like say someone like a michael myers doesn't strike me as a horror character like if i just saw him today like obviously he's ingrained into me like mike myers is not mike myers <laughs> i mean <you> can't have. <laughs> yeah baby but like, <laughs>
1: like
0: like he is a horror character but like say if you if i had no previous knowledge of him today like you presented him as he is in his in the halloween films i'd be like that's a super villain like he's an insurmountable, like superhuman person, and I think that that's definitely a bad thing. In the fact that superhero films have permeated culture so much that like they're affecting how I would view like other genres and stuff. But money, don't
1: run away, baby. I'm just trying to scalp you. <laughs> yeah, just what the guru, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh God, the love guru. Did Did I send you that love guru marketing campaign? Uh, no, I don't. Think oh, it's he'd... the weirdest shit. So, like, uh, not to go off, to, not to go off topic. But I'm going to talk about Mike Myers here. Um, <laughs> the, so, so Mike Myers was in this awful film called The Love Guru. Um, I, I say awful. I haven't seen it, uh, but I've, I think yeah. it was one of the ones that he signed up for, wasn't it? Like one of the last ones that was part of his contract or something. Maybe. Um, but the marketing for the Love Guru, I don't know why this is the case. There was a bunch of videos that they did. They did, like, a video campaign. Where it was, like, advice from the guru or whatever, from the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all pictures of Mike Myers with somebody else's voice over the top. But instead of just, like, having the picture and the voice, because, you know, just someone trying to imitate the voice, yeah, they cut out the bit of the mouth <laughs> on the picture and had the person who was recording the like the actual audio had their mouth there so it's this odd picture of like Mike Myers with somebody else's lips like <laughs> talking and it's clearly not him it doesn't even sound like him i don't get it why like why do that I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me it's weird i think it's probably knew it
0: was going to be it's terrible right. so they just phoned it in on literally everything i unfortunately yeah. watched it on one of those um totally legal websites when i was a young man because i hadn't i I didn't realize it was going to be so bad because i was young and naive and i was a big fan of wayne's world because that's one of the uh, films uh me and my dad used to watch and sorry, like it. Even Wayne's World too. That wasn't great, but it was fine. Um, so I was like, oh, I, I like Mike Myers stuff. And I was uh, tortured
1: for about an hour and twenty minutes <laughs> by that film. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I, I do like Austin Powers a lot.
0: Oh yeah, like Austin Powers. Um, those those were decent. But like, the main thing driving me to watch a, a Mike Myers film was because I like Wayne's World so much. Um, yeah, and the movie yeah, like,
1: Guru was not Wayne's World.
0: Yeah, it's, it certainly wasn't. It was a world. <laughs> a world I didn't want to be alive
1: in. It's a very uh, interesting world. Yeah. No, it's um. But yeah, back to back to the topic of like, horrors. I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of American horrors anyway. Um, that have come out over the past years, apart from the odd banger. Yeah, there's a lot of these again, very sort of like uh, people will watch them because they're slightly entertaining mm-hmm. films. Like the Happy Death Day and all that kind of shit. Yeah, you know, it's just like they—they're they're not good. The acting's not good. The plot's not great. But people watch it because it's just—it's summit. It's, it's just—it's a film. Yeah, <laughs> like, it exists, and oh, it's maybe a bit of murder or something like that. Oh, crazy, you know, a bit dramatic. Um, people watch it. Whereas I don't know, I just I feel like I think Autopsy of Jane Doe was the last one that I saw that was really good. Yeah, like really, really good. Because that's a good film. And there are still some bangies out there, but I don't know I think there's there's more there's more that can be done i'm just I'm just rambling now aren't I about like creativity there's more that can be done across the board creatively <laughs> I think because yeah, we're I- we're in this era now where like everything's being remade everything's being remade or remastered what's up everything's being made too
0: fast as well so like you'll yeah. get... like we need this new film. And like, given time to breathe and giving time to develop, it could be an amazing film. But like, oh, we need it by uh, 21,
1: 22 uh, April financial year, please.
0: So oh, yeah, to... there's
1: a lot of shit. A lot of shit's caused by that, especially like games industry-wise, you know? Because people are under pressure, man. People are forced to work a lot. People are forced to work a lot because they, they have like all these deadlines to beat. Like, all these things need to be released by X, you know, and that leads to a lot of these films and stuff that are just meh because they're just there to like make ends meet until the big film yeah. a lot of the time. They have like a few a couple of small ones in between, and then the big one, like the one that takes a lot of time, like at the end I but I, the I, I
0: guess everything's like meant to be consumed in a in a flash and just
1: like oh, yeah, off. it's it we live in that like. Because get, should we get our tinfoil hats on and go all Alex Jones on it? We we live in that like uh, in this like consume culture, really, don't we? Like just coom and consume. Like, that's that's the that's the life right now. Like we, you know, we, we want the next one. <laughs> where's the next buzz? Where is it? Give it me. You know, like I'm like next...
0: enjoying that though as well. Like one of the main things, like I'll keep saying about Endgame is like. Yes, like the whole Disney trying to monopolize all of entertainment is terrible. Like the fact that the towards the latter half of the MCU was getting very formulaic and now you see that like bleeding over into other genres of like trying to capture that sort of lightning in a bottle and just pump out this formula for like what makes a good film. But hmm. when big Steve lifted the hammer, the amount of serotonin that was ejected into my
1: body, yeah, oh my like that- don't get don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, th- I I think that's the, that's the difficult thing, isn't it? Is that like the remakes and stuff are sometimes absolutely quality because I love the original source material and they just make it better, which is great. I just think I think we're getting to a stage now where we could do with a lot more new ideas. But then again, I don't know. Content's good anyway, so <laughs> like, do you know what I mean, like, you I, I'm agree, enjoying really. shit anyway. <laughs> Yeah, like Tony Hawk's One and Two is getting remade, right? Uh, I'm buzzed for it because I love those games and it looks good. I'm buzzed about it. Like, do I wish they would make a new one instead? Probably. Probably, yeah. I think it would be nicer to have a new experience, but then again, the original was good as well. So that's like it, yeah, some I some games it works on will never be
0: remade. So I'm just happy for anything because I I like I'm one of the the five people who are a big fan of American Wasteland. Um, I just love the. The park Not a good the soundtrack, yeah, just a theme park, but like for skateboarders. And they had that giant hill what a time to
1: be alive! Uh, the uh, like Tony Hawk's Underground was pretty good as well. I like yeah. Underground, but I, I wish they would uh, have a, I mean, maybe they'll make a new one, maybe it's just like testing grounds to see if people are still interested in skateboarding. Yeah. And you know, because it's it has been a while. And the last Tony Hawk's games all flopped, didn't they? Like, they were all terrible. They were we're trying Project to- Eight, like he has an actual skateboard you stand on and all that. Oh, stuff. that was oh man, I remember that. What was, what was that one called? That was like it was it was like Tony Hawk's like downhill jam or something, wasn't it? Was Is it downhill man. jam? I'm I'm looking it up now. <laughs> I want I want to know that skateboard controller. I I wish I had one, dude. I wish I had one. Tony Hawk ride. That was it. Yeah,
0: it was around the time where like rhythm games were right there. there were just the bubble on that was about a burst. So people were like, oh novelty controllers, we need those. Um which are interesting enough, I was doing um a freelance project for someone and it was about the Arkham Asylum games. And apparently around the time that Rocksteady were making the first Arkham Asylum game, they actually had plans to make the combat system like a Guitar Hero style minigame. It's so like you encounter an enemy, it would take you into first person, and then you'd have to like slap them using like combos on the screen. <laughs> That would have been so jarring that sounds wild yeah thing is on further thought that would be amazing if if like the batman game was set in
1: like the adam west universe like i i i feel with rhythm games like this this is one thing i feel very very uh very sorely about so thanks for bringing that up um <laughs> that it's possibly my favorite genre of game i'm realizing this more over time Three weeks ago i set up a rock band for on the little. yeah i'm realizing over time that i think rhythm games are my favorite games All Right, right they're, they're the games that i have the most fun with absolutely love it played a lot of guitar hero when i was growing up a lot of rock band i've been playing beach saber lately that's very fun as well yeah. really really enjoy it um but i think i don't know i feel like again people sort of gave up on it as a genre like we're not getting a new guitar hero ever because they're gone yeah, they the, tried the team's gone, they aren't they? Like six buttons, like that weird Yeah, um, that that piece was awful. That I I yeah. played that I I tell you, I played that in a bar in Montreal. Yeah. I played that in like a gaming bar in Montreal, and it was honestly just not fun. Yeah.
0: I tell you what though, I played it from start to finish. It was bad. But <laughs> the one song that was so much fun to play on the highest difficulty. For some reason, probably because just because the button layout wasn't particularly hard, it was um, Rihanna's hit song "California King Bed." So much fun. song, so much fun.
1: "California Boy" by Lil B. No, <laughs> that's a good song. That that's a, a good one, song. Man. Lil B. Rock album. When? <laughs> <It's, laughs> uh, did you ever play? A,
0: did, did you play Elite B Agents? I did. I played one of the Elite B Agents, and it had a really bad
1: cover of a Queen song on it. Oh yeah, it did. It did. What was What was the song? Because all, all, the, all the songs are covers. Yeah. All the songs were covers. They're, and it was like it was like the entire soundtrack was Guitar Hero S covers of stuff. Yeah. You know, and they like you, you could tell they didn't have the license for the song.
0: Yeah.
1: Like when it says like as performed by, yeah. or like in the style of, yeah. But it wasn't actually the song. But it, it was fun. I remember there was a um there was like an there was an Avril Lavigne song on there. I think it might have been Skater Boy. Probably was it was around that time. It might have been Skate Boy, and it, oh man, that game banged. Jumping Jack Flash, most difficult song in the game. Bloody
0: yeah. fun, bloody fun. Had yeah. Jack Flash in it.
1: Yeah, but then like now, if I want to play that, like if I want to play OSU, for example. Oh, OSU. I, that I, takes me back. <laughs> actually, I want to play OSU because people play it. Like, it's still got a lot of people making maps for it and stuff. But it's so, I don't know. Like, you'd have to buy a fucking. Tablet to play it like the old way, you know, the, the way that yeah. works the most. I don't want to do it with a mouse. I don't want to do it with a mouse at all. But if I, I, think... I, I, I don't want to buy a graphics tablet. I'm not a graphic man. <laughs> I'm not a graphic man. <laughs> I'm not a graphic man. I'm not a designer.
0: No, I think my favorite genres are. Oh, uh, well, my favorite genre is just RTS. Which I just love real time strategy because I'm an old man.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, it's pretty old, it's pretty old man. Like every play, every that, bit, like the slow burn ones like Stellaris. Um, the more tactical combat based ones like XCOM or Gears Tactics I I've been them. playing that I'm playing Gears, so tactics,
1: cool. you know. Gears Tactics you know I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it I'm
0: actually uh... a lot of people were like oh it's like XCOM but a little bit different but I'm going to go out on a limb here I'm going to say something very controversial I haven't played the newest XCOM the little mini one they, they released but like I enjoyed it far more than XCOM 2 because XCOM 2 gets to a point where about mid game where it's a bit too bloated there's too much stuff to keep track of again I'm an old man um, but, and usually that's fine. Cause obviously I love games like Stellaris where there's so much to do, but the thing is like the first quarter of the game doesn't set you up to manage that. So when you get to that point, you haven't been accustomed to it. So it just becomes a chore. Whereas gears, yeah. it's just like, did some common sense changes to make the combat more fun. And it was just no nonsense.
1: I would have liked to be able to do a little bit of base building, but other than that, it was really good. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what I was, um, what I've been sort of realizing about it is that it, it is it is core, it's XCOM, right? Yeah. Like, it's core, it's XCOM with Gears of War characters, but the fact that they've managed to almost dilute it and get rid of a lot of the fluff, that, you know, it's not necessarily a bad feature of XCOM, but for people that have not played that kind of stuff or been really interested in that kind of stuff, yeah. I think it definitely helps. I think it really does help to have like this, you know, more, it's, it's, it's an easy entry to those kind of games. Yeah. Um, although I will say, absolutely fuck the Brumac, I'm doing that right now. That's my Ooh. current mission. I'm on Ooh. hate it. If you hate that, hate you're going to hate some of the other bosses, pal. Oh, fuck's sake. I'm, I'm playing it on the Extreme. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> I'm playing it on Extreme just because I thought it's. Well, it's not like the, it, there's, there's a difficulty higher than that. I think Insane. I'm not yeah. doing that. I'm not doing that. But Extreme is like, it's a good challenge. It's a good challenge. But with a game like this, if you, if you die, if one person dies, you're fucked. Yeah. Like if one person on your team goes down, you're like, ah, oh, fuck's sake! That's like a whole rescue mission that you got to do yeah. before they get up. I spent an hour like last last stream, I spent an hour doing that fucking Brumac fight, and I died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. I have to do the whole mission again before it. Because definitely be a mission. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, man! I love it.
0: I've been yeah, playing. It's,
1: it's, it's a good game.
0: I've been playing Hades a lot. I love Hades so much. I play. I just. I play... heard that's very good um like last not last weekend but the weekend before i'd finished gears tactics i'd done um other stuff on it i wanted to get i played through a few missions again um just that i liked and stuff um and i got to the point where i burnt myself out on it because i played so much of it over the the two weeks and i was like i need a new game just like something different um so the choices were i was gonna get either final fantasy 6 again that i've played through a million times but i love it um because Kefka's the best villain. Don't at me. <laughs> um what was the other one? I think it was the the smaller XCOM one, because I thought maybe I won another tactic game and I thought Oh, uh, Chimera squad. Yeah. yeah. Think, maybe not. I think it might I think I might get bored of it if I've gone from one RTS to another too quickly. One. Mm-hmm. And then um Hades was on sale and I was like, What's this? Because I like Greek mythology, so I clicked on it. And it's like it's a roguelike, and I'm like, mm, I don't really care about roguelikes. But, like, the art style is, like, it's intriguing. I buy it, you know, the, the Steam thing, like, two hours if you don't like it. Um, refund it. And I just, I played, I think it was 32 hours within the first three days. It is such an amazing game. Like, the, the story behind it, it's still early access as well. There's so much content in it. There's more content in that, because I got it for £12 on the sale roundabout. And there's more content in that than, like, any other full-price game I've paid for in the past, like,
1: Oh, i mean i got fun. friends who've got hours in roguelikes like Bad of isaac and stuff like yeah, hundreds yeah. of hours you know just because it's so you know repeatable um, yeah. i actually have i've just realized i actually have hades and um, i've just never played it and it's got, like, a, it. it's got like
0: other links to like, other things like um your sword you can like unlock different forms of it and one of the forms is uh, excalibur and like and it has like a backstory to it so like you, your character's like, oh, I wonder who Arthur is. I've got to take this to here so that one day he can like use it and stuff like that. And it's so good.
1: So I'll have to good. give it a go. I mean, it's it's made by Supergiant, right? And yeah. Transistor and Bastion were both really, really good games.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I really like those. I've been playing... What have I been playing? I don't even know. I can't remember anymore. What day is it? Um, I, I've been, I, start, actually, I started <laughs> yeah. GTA 5. I'd forgotten. <laughs> I started GTA 5 yesterday. Really? I've never played it. Even yeah a lot i've never played gta 5 i don't know how it's been it's been out for like what seven or eight years yes i think yeah i haven't played it never played it Bloody good it's I, i'm I'm loving it yeah. I, I I played like i don't know i played about six or seven hours yesterday yeah it was just the story stuff it's bloody fun story it's a fun game good story yeah I, yeah, I'm. I'm, well, I'm only realizing now. those well,
0: studio games have like just decent story. Um, not so sure about the online stuff. I've tried a couple of times
1: to get into it, but like, but it's the- it's alright. But it's a bit. It it just feels. It, it just feels like there's no real goal to it. I'm just kind of doing stuff, and it kind of deteriorates. I feel like I feel like with a lot of online games like that that are very sandboxy. You kind of you try and do certain objectives, and then after an hour, you're bored and you just start like messing around. Yeah. I think that's what happens, like, every time I play some sort of sandbox game, like, that's Red, that doesn't have an objective.
0: I to try, like, Red Dead Online, because I remember the Red Dead Online for the first one. Um, obviously, it wasn't to that level, but there was, like, six missions to do, and you just do them in a circuit, and then you were done, and, like, all you could really do was keep leveling up until you get right on
1: a buffalo, and I was like, great, thanks for the buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone loves a good buffalo, let's be honest. That's true. Let's be honest. Well, I've been playing GTA, and then um, I've been playing Beat Saber. As I say, I'm playing a lot of Beat Saber. Actually, it's it, it's good. It's good exercise as well, mainly just for the arms. Yeah, I get a lot of like arm exercise from it. Jack But now that, that I've, I, I've got, have huge arms, when I come out of this. That's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. But I really do like it. I mean, it, that's what's got me sort of craving more rhythm games as well. Because people make their own maps as well. It a really big like map building community, so you can always get new songs. You know, people just release brand new songs. Um even if some of them are just like thirteen second long meme songs like Mundial Ronaldinho Soccer. Uh which is a great meme, by the way. <laughs> which is oh, great. Is. I love it. Huh? Great stuff. That video you sent me yeah. years ago that was like the the nerf this and it just descends into Ronaldinho. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. It's 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 great. That's like the true beauty of the internet, isn't it? Mm, yeah. But the the like the map making community for that game is really really strong. So there's there's always going to be content to play if as long as people are still interested in it, you know there's always going to be stuff to play, which is nice. Like it means it, it never gets boring. If I if a new song comes out and someone's made a version of it, I can play it. Yeah, just for the fun of it, you know. Um. So that's been that's been a lot of fun to play lately. Yeah, I, I played could... Final Fantasy VII remake as well. That was good.
0: Uh, I'm I'm not gonna. Start a storm on the internet by saying
1: I don't really care about Final Fantasy 7. Oh, oh, it was about a belt, mate. I, I see, I never played the Nine first dang. one. I never played Final Fantasy 7 back in the day, right? Yeah. But I thought I'd give it a go with Remake. Ah, oh, that game is good. It's a really good, like, just uh, I think the, the main thing I love about it, not to go too much into detail because people are going to get bored of hearing me just chat shit about Final Fantasy for the next hour. Yeah. Um, but like the game the way it ch- it changes the mechanics of the game to be something that's very not final fantasy okay. um it does that in a really good way like it works like it's not the typical you know wait for your action do your action turn based kind of stuff and it works very well yeah. it's way more kingdom hearts in general yeah I like um and then the stuff In the game that I only know because I've only like read about the first game or watched bits of the first game, whatever, yeah, that are very different. And there's this whole now I love games that do this conversation afterwards, piecing things together. You know, I love that theory crafting like this could mean this, this could be related to this. Love it, absolutely love it. I've been watching like podcasts, I've been watching. Like just deep dives about all this kind of shit since I finished it, and I love stuff like that. That really gives me that you know buzz of I want to know or I yeah. want to confirm my theories so or someone after else after has the it, same theory. After every Dark Souls, oh from Soft Game, oh man, Vati yeah, Vidya's three. videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> love them, dude. Yeah, absolutely love them. First thing I first thing I did when I finished Bloodborne was watch like every single one of his videos about it. Great stuff. Just to understand what the fuck was going on. Because, <laughs> like, Bloodborne has a... And, and, and in general, like, the FromSoft games are some of my favorite games. Like, yeah. uh, hands down. I adore them. They don't... Apart from, say, Sekiro, probably, yeah. they don't really guide you through the story. They no, no. There is a story, but you really have to think about it and read item descriptions and a lot of stuff to figure out kind of what is going on. Yeah. Otherwise, you only get the general overarching story. Like, hey, you know... You have to go here and do this. All right, yeah. I get it. But why am I in this place? Who is this guy? What? Is, what is this boss? Who is he? Why is he here? I, I, and that's all described really somewhere. That
0: sort of storytelling, because like you have to seek it out. Like, because a lot of people yeah. don't care about the story for those games. Like, say, oh, this game is supposedly hard. If I can beat it, that's like a a feather in my cap, and that's fine. They're only there to beat the game to so say they can beat it and that was me the first time i played it through because i was like oh it's really hard so i like got through it didn't know what the hell was going on in the story i was too concerned with not dying all the time um and then once i did my second playthrough and then played through the other games i was like oh this is actually really really interesting
1: yeah and i think that's what i liked about it as well is that when when you listen to people finally figure it out you realize how well written this stuff is you know without it being blatantly obvious yeah it doesn't throw it in your face and say, this character like has this relationship with this other character that you've met in the game. Or this character used to be a human or whatever. You know, just, just just throw it out there. like, Not that these are actual examples. But when you read into it and the item descriptions and stuff, and as soon as I was watching those videos, you're like, oh, I think that's the noise to make the most throughout the entire thing. Yeah. It's just like, wait, yeah, that does make sense. Like, yeah, I remember that. I remember he did this or he mentioned this. And, stuff like that. and I, I love it. I think it's great. It's great, great storytelling. Great storytelling. God, I could talk about FromSoft games all day. Love them, love them, dude. Give me, give me Elden Ring now. Just, yeah. just release it now, boys. It's fine, you know.
0: I think like just any game that like. You have to go out of the way to get the law if you care about it enough. Like it just adds to the enthrallment. Like, you get those games where you like they like update stuff. Like as you go through, it's like oh, there's a new entry in the journal. You're like yeah, I'll get to it. You never get to it. Whereas if you go
1: for it, it's sort of like oh, yeah, I I I totally agree with that. It really depends on the game for me as well. Like some games I'm playing and I'm 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 pretty much just playing to play. Like Doom Eternal is a prime example of it. Like I was playing, I I liked Doom Eternal. So it was alright, but I was playing it just to play it and sort of get through it. And did, like lore entries and stuff, I didn't care about. I was picking up like you know little journal entries and stuff. I didn't read any of them. Just yeah. I wasn't really bothered. It didn't it didn't really strike me as my like Doom never strike strikes me as a game that is really that the story is really interesting, you know, or like I really care about. It's more just about flying about and shooting demons in the face. To me, anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, like, cause I try to pay attention to the Doom Eternal law and stuff like that, but I don't know. Like, I I might just be a low IQ idiot, but like, I didn't know where I was in the timeline and stuff, like when this was taking place, and like there was knights everywhere and stuff holding tokens, and like, what are these? And then I thought I was on Earth, but it turns out I wasn't, and I'm like, oh,
1: I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is also. Kind of just like a, a, it kind of it kind of explains it, right? Like with the FromSoft games, I feel like they always give me this sort of. I I always understand roughly what's going on, yeah. like I understand roughly why I'm here and what my sort of goal is. Mm-hmm. And then the, everything in between is stuff that you have to read into, which I I think I much prefer rather than. I think Doom is a good example of that. I it kind of tells you where you are and what you're doing, but it doesn't really. Yeah. Like, uh, if you if you just pick up the game and you hadn't read anything else about it or played like twenty sixteen or whatever, uh, you wouldn't have a fucking clue. You're like, right, I'm in this castle in space. Okay, go through this portal and go do this, which is fine because the game's fun. Like, you know, you just go do the levels, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know this. When story doesn't have any like guidance to it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just old man. I'm an old man now. I need people to explain shit to me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right so we've been talking for an hour and a half so i think it's about we today. have been we've
1: yeah. talked for ages aren't we yeah we're just i'm just rambling at this point i'm just rambling at this point it's, it's nice to get back into it though it's nice to like I, i'd be up for doing it again it's nice to get back into it. i mean obviously there's a there's probably a lot to improve on <laughs> there's probably a lot to improve on from my end like <laughs> less rambling about from soft games
0: i think it's been less um Silly than the others but you know
1: yeah it has it has and uh but that's i don't know it's been it's been fun to just chat especially since i'm i'm not very social in these times so <laughs> it's nice to have a proper good sit down chat you know a good a good sit down chat are we gonna have like an outro my outro music as uh, well maybe are
0: we do I'll, that? I'll, I'll sort that out and post and i'll I probably
1: don't uh, take this part out
0: either, so everyone can have a little peek behind the curtain.
1: Have a little peek yeah, behind so... the curtain as to how this stuff happens. We we click record and we just talk <laughs> and hope for the best. Cool. Is it going to be like? Is it going to be like that kind of, um, you know, like royalty free music, or can we have something like? I
0: I'll know. probably just make it myself. You just, you see, you're gonna make it yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm a sick producer. I can just whip up a,
1: a beat like no one's business. That's the topic for next time, because I've also been doing that lately. So (laughs) make sure we bring bring that up next time. So before you go, James, where can people find you on the internet? Not in a Yeah, You can can find me everywhere. Like My my digital footprint is all over the place. You want to track (laughs) me down, you probably can. (laughs) Twitter.com slash JimothyTV. You can also get me on my Twitch stream, which is live mostly four or five times a week, as long as I'm not being a lazy arse. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Jimothy with a Z at the end I'm trying to get rid of that z but i can't but yeah um hit me up there i'm there like five times a week gary what about yourself where can people find you i can never be known fantastic <laughs> I, uh, i'll see you next week no, please send me a plug <laughs> um so
0: you can find me outside your window with my range <laughs> you can find me on twitter.com slash stature um that's it really I don't do anything I don't stream um I'm a very I mean if you somehow find out where I live I don't have a front garden so you won't be able to see any of my uh, plant projects or anything like that or any of my terrariums So I apologize for that um but yeah that's me statue you be on the internet and I also Probably yeah, man, be my last episode because <laughs> we talked about the pandemic
1: and my immune system is pathetic. Yeah, and that's that's it. We're done for now. No, but we'll um we'll we'll definitely do another one. I'd say. Yeah, I'm I'm up for another one. I'm up for another one. Yeah, we'll do another episode. So um, stay safe. And somebody stay there, relatively indoors.
0: Please sponsor us. <laughs>